0: Locked On Bulls, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, a show for the most passionate fan base in the NBA. Covington playing Levine, topside, three ball, bam,
1: onions, baby onions, Zach Levine in the Bulls. Your
0: number one source for Chicago Bulls news and stories.
1: Bean to White, this time he gives it to Williams for three, the rookie what a shot! Host
0: Jordan Malley and Matt Peck dive into the best Bulls news and stories around the NBA. Jordan Malley. Jordan, great to see you. Through our 670 Wait, score scope, yep. Where is he? And it's right over there, Bill. Are you flat out kidding me? Matt Peck used to do a great job with the Bulls Outsider Show. Now he's doing Locked on Bulls. There he is, human floor burn. Oh, don't mess with the pooch. But watch this crossover. spur to free league ghost. <laughs> <It's still laughs> oh my goodness. goodness. So kick back. I'm not. Relax. I'm and get ready for the best hour of your day. Uh, you know, not, you can just see
1: the vibe. and these guys are
0: mad. Locked on Bulls starts now. I love it. Past to Levine with a right-handed jackhammer slam. Oh my goodness, that was filthy. Here are your hosts, Jordan Malley and Matt Peck.
2: I'm getting out the dancing shoes. What's up and welcome into Locked on Bulls, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Jordan Malley. Along with me is Matt Peck. Follow us on Twitter at Jordan C. Malley at Bulls underscore Peck. That locked on bulls. Hit us up on our text and voicemail line, 331 979 1369. Drop your text, your voicemails, anything you got for us at 331 979 1369. Today's episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Go download the iOS app or the Android beta today and join us on our Locker Room every single week. Matt, what's going on? Unfortunate loss yesterday night uh, in New York. Not the start I thought the Bulls were going to have, uh, but it was good to see them make a little bit of a comeback before we got our hearts broken by, once again, a handful of former Bulls. How are you?
1: Jordan, what's up, man? What's up, Bulls Nation? Yeah, that was a tough one, man. Obviously, Bulls fans who were hoping for a play-in miracle here. Knew that they needed that one. Um, this entire schedule down the stretch is brutal. Just a whole bunch of playoff bound Eastern Conference teams that were playing some of them twice. We got to play Milwaukee twice. We got to play Brooklyn twice. Um, and, and so the Knicks, despite being a team that's been playing very well, you looked at it as maybe one of the more winnable games left on the schedule outside of Detroit. Um, unfortunate that they got out to such a slow start. Credit the swarming Knicks defense and, uh, the Bulls' inability to play defense for that first quarter score. And like you said, at least they showed some fight uh to cut that uh margin down to four at halftime, but the Bulls just looked lifeless, disengaged, and looked like they were being outworked by the Knicks on every possession for pretty much the entire second half.
2: I mean, dude, it was it was they were making it look like it was the hardest thing in the world just to get open. When they were trying to run half-court sets last night, the Knicks were just absolutely suffocating the Bulls. It's it's actually more of a testament, I think, to the way the Knicks play defense this year as opposed to maybe a knock on what the Bulls have done more recently. That being said, man, you can't let a team come out and go 25-8 to start the first quarter. Uh, the Bulls have done this consistently this entire year is just dig them themselves in huge holes. I credit them because they're able to come back every single time, but... I mean, twenty-five to eight run in the first quarter. That was tough to watch.
1: Yeah, incredibly. I mean, they, I think they let Randall get off to a ridiculously hot start, and he wasn't even necessarily bullying the Bulls in you know down low in the post. He was just like crossing people up and knocking down mid-range shots, knocking down threes. Um, which you know, as much as we were talking yesterday about how excited we were to see Tibbs, he see Taj, see Derek, see the old guys, you know, the nostalgia of this Bulls-Knicks matchup. The most exciting part of last night was watching just how good Julius Randle has gotten. I mean, that guy is so fun to watch, and he is dominant. The Bulls did not have an answer for him.
2: Remember that report that we got, like maybe it was like a month after Billy Donovan had been hired, and it was like a couple of weeks before the quote-unquote free agency opened, and it said Bulls are interested in Julius Randle. And then we got the report of Montrez Harold, but you realize now why that they would be interested. Everybody was like, why would they want Julius Randle? Well, that's why. So mm-hmm. credit to the Knicks for for scoping it out, and it's a credit to him, man. He is. He's a beast. Um, similar to Zach Levine, man. I, I feel like Zach Levine and Julius Randle sort of carry the same stories with two franchises that have been at the bottom for a while. Um, yeah, he's a beast, man. He's a lot of fun to bet on, too, I will say that. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Uh, what, what did you did you have him uh, with? What did he finish? Thirty four. Did you have him thirty plus last night? <laughs> I had him
2: in. I well, I had him thirty. I had Vooch to score thirty five and him to score forty. It was ten to win twelve hundred. So I was like, all right, if if there's going to be some weird night in the NBA, let's see if it happens to the Bulls with two bigs going back at it. So Randall was close. Vooch just. I don't blame Vooch because it was a crazy odds anyway. Um,
1: And I mean, like, Vooch had, what, 26-18 and last night? Yeah,
2: the boards were insane, man. 18 boards again for Vooch. How many times has he done that since we've traded for him where he stacked up 12, 14, 16, 18 boards in a game? Like, that is awesome to see. Imagine once we get Zach back, and now he feels a little bit more comfortable. Um, But it was just a little disappointing to see D-Rose have a cold night shooting, too. What did you think about his performance?
1: Uh, Yeah, underwhelming, I guess. I mean, he's been averaging like 20 points per game off the bench for them in their recent stretch in that like nine-game winning streak that they reeled off. So I think Bulls fans were kind of hoping for a, you know, D-Rose coming out party, part 10 or whatever. Uh, He he did have some really nice takes to to the bucket last night that made you remember, man, when he was 10 years younger, and had that same court vision and burst of speed. Like he he still can burn guys and get to the hoop. It's not quite the same explosiveness that he had when he was 21, 22 years old. But, you know, if, if Bulls fans were expecting some, you know, monstrous game from D Rose tonight, maybe they, uh, last night they were a little disappointed. But, uh, you know, he he gave him a solid six and six off the bench. Like nothing wrong with that.
2: He let let the most important player on that team do his thing in order to secure a win. The guy we were just talking about in Julius Randle. RJ Barrett, man, we should talk about him, too, because he is fantastic to watch as well. He's
1: really good. The rose went 2 of 11, and it didn't matter. They still won by 20. (laughs) Right.
2: And quickly was knocking down shots, too, when Derek wasn't. But that team is... the Bulls should be inspired by what the Knicks have put together there, too, especially some of the guys on the bench, the rotation guys that are going to be here for another year or two. Look at the roles that they're playing on that Knicks team, and look at how successful they've been this year, despite even losing one of their best defenders and Mitchell Robinson, man. So credit to New Orleans Noel. He stepped up big in the absence of Robinson, So, uh, and he yeah, was blocking true. shots left and right
1: quickly is the most recent addition to the the Bulls make me look like a Hall of Famer squad and there are a lot of those players this season uh Jordan we've got to get to more from this Bulls Knicks game and we've got to react to a Zach Levine tweet that was up for a while and has since been deleted that came out before tip-off last night uh some interesting stuff there that we we need to speculate on but first though shout out to Today's sponsor in rockauto.com. Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. Rockauto.com's prices are the same for everyone and reliably low. Rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear out like airlines do. Rockauto.com is for everybody and doesn't require membership or account login. Rockauto's got everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamp, motor oil even new carpeting whether it's for your classic car or your daily driver get everything you need in just a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck be sure to write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com
2: the thing I was thinking about with, with that Knicks team specifically is the commitment to playing your role. That like kept coming up for me when I was watching them play against this Bulls team. Is like there's a lot of guys on that team that what were laughed at at some point or like kind of afterthoughts. Whether it be a guy like Reggie Bullock who's bounced around from a handful of different teams over the last couple of years, Alfred Payton doing the same thing, but they're all playing a role, and you can see why Tom Thibodeau is so important for a team like that he gets something, he gets the next level out of guys, but he also gets guys to buy into their roles. And that's, that's I think, something that the Bulls will need and be. it'll be a critical point in what the Bulls look like next year because, frankly, Matt, the entire roster, at least what's constructed right now, is pretty much coming back, right? Outside of Lowry Marketing is really the only one kind of up for contract, but anybody that's important. So to me, it's about some of these guys on this team, if they want to be successful and continue to win, is finding their roles and buying into the idea of having to play into their role in order to be successful. I think the Knicks do a great job of that.
1: Yeah, I mean, that that was always Tibbs' motto when he was here, right? Uh, Everybody, if you play that role, we've got more than enough to win. And if somebody goes down with an injury or somebody is out for whatever reason, the next guy steps up and they fill that same role especially on the defensive end, the way that you saw that Knicks team playing just such beautiful defense last night, particularly out of the gate in that first quarter and then again clamping down at the back end of the game. The The phrase that Tibbs always use is five guys on a string, right? As When you're talking about help defense rotations and all that on the defensive side – Bulls fans saw that and saw it works to perfection with a very defensively talented team in the early 2010 squad with Joe Keem. Derek was never a great defender, but it's okay because they had Bogans at the two, right? The stopper Bogans and Luol, one of the best defensive threes in the NBA at the time. They had Taj coming off the bench. They had all of these talented defensive pieces, Ronnie Brewer, et cetera,
2: et cetera.
1: <laughs> Him, not so much, but, you saw that every like five guys on a string defense that has always been Tibbs's calling card. And when you looked at that and compared it to how bad the Bulls' defensive rotations have been this season, when you see them going against each other, it's jarring. Um, because I, I they that, that was a clinic that was a defensive clinic that the Knicks put on. And as we are aware, as all of our fellow fans are aware, we've been talking about it on mailbag yesterday. This team is still very much lacking in defensive talent.
2: He's not afraid to play his guys to 40 42 minutes a night still, but hey, a Randall lot of teams and, doing that.
1: and Barrett each had an easy night. 36 for Randall and 42 for Barrett. I feel like those are uh, a shade below their season averages.
2: They needed every single minute at though with the Bulls making a, a strong comeback in the second half. Um quickly, just because the Bulls have stacked another L here and we continue to talk about what the playoff race looks like. Right now, the Bulls, if the playoffs started today, the Bulls would be out. They wouldn't even be in the play-in game. They, they're 11th right now. They're two games behind the Wizards and two and a half behind the Pacers for the ninth and 10th seed. It's pretty close, 8-9-10, and 8-9-10-11. I mean, you, I guess you could consider the Raptors too because they're with the Bulls as well. You got five spots competing for three play-in spots. The Bulls have the, probably the most difficult road ahead out of these five teams here. We have to see the Hornets, I believe, once more before the season is over, and that's a nationally mm-hmm. televised game, so there could be some implications to that game too. But how strongly are you feeling now on the Bulls' odds of making the playoffs, sitting two games behind a streaking Wizards team?
1: They're out, man. It, I think it's done. I would be shocked to see the Bulls claw their way back into at least 10th to make the play-in. What we heard from Billy Donovan today is that he expects Zach Levine to be out at least another week. Like, has already ruled him out for this Friday-Saturday uh, doubleheader, and I think won't see him uh, in the first game next next week either. And, you know, we'll get to that, uh, that whole Zach Levine saga in a minute, but when it comes to this Bulls squad needing wins right now, you saw what happens when Vooch, their all-star they brought to complement Zach, has a game like 26 and 18 for crying out loud and Zach's not there. And the role players that are on the floor with Vooch don't help out or certainly don't help out enough. You'll lose by 20 to a decent team. That's what happens. And every game that Zach is not here, all of you people who were trying to say, Oh, the bulls are better without Zach Levine when they had a couple of wins against shorthanded squads and garbage squads. Once again, I will invite you to shut your mouth and educate yourself. This team is better when Zach Levine, all-star, is out there playing. And if he doesn't come back in the next week, they're going to keep losing games, and they're going to be on the outside looking in.
2: That's the thing, man. It's like if, if Zach came back this weekend, I'd be a little bit more confident still, but just the way that the Wizards have put, have played, the Pacers are going to become fully healthy over the next week or so. The Hornets are 3-7 and seven over their last 10. They're getting LaMelo Ball back in, like, in a matter of days. That is a very difficult road to climb against. You add in the fact of the schedule, too. The Raptors just got fully healthy. We we needed Zach for every single one of these games. This is not blaming Zach, either. It's just unfortunate circumstances for this Bulls team again. What I was thinking more so, though, is, does this change Zach Levine's mentality, mindset? If his mindset was this beginning of the season, saying, if this Bulls team doesn't make this playoffs, we don't make the push for the playoffs, we don't even sniff the playoffs... I'm going to be out of here. Do you feel like that the way that this is sort of unraveling at the end here where it looks like the bulls are going to miss it? Is he going to use that against this team to stay here long-term?
1: Uh, that thought hadn't crossed my mind, to be honest. I, I know that Zach is itching to play for a winner. And, you know, obviously like any NBA player long-term and be all end all goal is to win a championship and to be the guy that drives a team to a championship if you're as talented as Zach is. But in the meantime, the dude just wants to make a playoff series, wants to play in a playoff series, wants to play in games that matter. And I don't blame him for that because it's his, what, seventh season in the NBA and he's never sniffed the playoffs. But this season, going the way it has, with all of the COVID variables, the ridiculously scrunched together schedule, the fact that the Bulls were playing one of the toughest stretches of their schedule— right when they brought in all these new pieces at the deadline, and that Zach sat a couple of games with a nagging injury when Vooch arrived, and then they have a few games together, and then Zach is out in protocol. All of this shit, all of this context matters. It matters from my perspective, and I certainly hope it matters when Zach is looking at what went down here. And if AK and Eversley made the Vooch trade to appease Zach to say, while we are building... And it'll take us a minute to build. We want to be at least competitive enough with you as our guy, like starting today and moving forward. So maybe it wasn't today today when they made those trades, but certainly starting next season, which is Zach's final season under contract. Do I think that they're going to get an extension with him done this summer? No, I don't. Because it makes every sense in the world for Zach to hit unrestricted free agency a year from now but I don't think the bulls failing to make the play in if Zach sitting on the sidelines that at the end of this season is going to have some gigantic sway in his mind about whether or not he wants to keep playing here.
2: Yeah, I don't think it's gonna impact it too much. It is a good question to ask though, because I think it's gonna be a conversation we have once the off season hits and we start to talk about what does this team focus on for next season? What does is two years look like from now with the question of Zach Levine hasn't signed an extension yet. Booch hasn't signed an extension yet. All of those things being in play, I think it's fair for us to ask that question about like, even though even though the context here matters, does it matter to Zach Levine long-term? Like, yeah, we could have made the playoffs if I was healthy, but he could say the same thing about the last three seasons, right? The bull seasons could have been completely different had guys been healthy. That's been the common denominator and sometimes you just need a switch. I don't know, man. I, I'm curious to see how that continues. Uh,
1: I don't know. I think... If if you know who was part of that equation over the last season and a half, the answer is still no. Because, yes, the Bulls dealt with some injuries to serious, important role players, key players in their rotation last season. Most of those injuries didn't start happening until midseason. Last season, the Bulls were pretty much all key pieces healthy and available for the first 35, 40 games. And they still had a dog shit record. So – There's that.
2: Let's talk about Zach Levine's tweet in a second. Um, Bet online. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is here. You can track all your action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news and odds and info for all your sporting needs, including NBA, NHL, and all your UFC, MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device. Check out all the great sporting news, sign up for bonuses, and look for contest information. Don't sit on the sideline anymore. This is your chance to get into the action as your team, well, I don't know about us, but prepares for the playoffs. <laughs> head to their website or use the mobile device now to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts, use promo code LOCKED ON. So, yeah, I did see that Zach Levine tweet yesterday, Mats. Uh, I What you just said, though, is I didn't realize. I didn't realize that it was taken down.
1: So I didn't realize it was taken down until I just went to go find it so that I could read it verbatim on uh, our recording right now and went and saw, huh, the most recent tweet from his is the one about, hey, good win, Bulls, from a couple nights ago. So whether it was the Bulls who told him to take that down the NBA who told him to take that down, or if he decided himself, angry tweet, shouldn't have hit send, I'm going to go back and delete it. In case you missed it, and in case you didn't see a screenshot, it was essentially Zach Levine saying, these protocols are for the birds, dot, 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 I'm good. Which, if you know the lingo, for the birds, meaning like pointless, worthless, dumb, and him saying, I'm good, in Zach Levine's opinion, he should be back out there playing probably thought that he should be out there playing last night. And we, I think the thing that's weird about this, Jordan, is that we never got firm, like, reporting on what exactly is the reason for Zach being in COVID protocol. He was never named specifically as a player who tested positive. Joe Cowley of the Chicago Sun-Times has had several tweets referring to the fact that Zach has or had COVID. But he is the only person on the Bulls beat to say it in those terms. The Bulls as a team and the other reporters all just said out for health and safety protocols. So that to me is odd right out of the gate. That one beat reporter is referring to this as if it's, you know, uh common knowledge. that Yeah, Zach has COVID and he's sitting out, but the Bulls never came out and said it. Zach never acknowledged it publicly in any way. And that now Zach is saying it's been 14 days. I'm good. Why am I still sitting out? I'm healthy. I feel like he's probably thinking I've passed these protocols. I've I've gotten I've registered these negative tests. Whatever, whatever. Let me play. I want to play. So clearly he was frustrated and and sent that tweet just before tip off last night. And the Bulls haven't exactly addressed that since then. Donovan was asked about it today, and he said, "Yeah, he's probably going to be out another week."
2: Yeah, it's weird. We're gonna he- we'll hear from Zach as soon as he returns to K- like returns with the Bulls and the team. Uh, I can guarantee that, but. I'm just trying to think this season, man. Have we heard of, from any players, like specifically whether it be like a Zoom press conference or something, while they've been under protocol? Like we didn't hear from Saturansky, We didn't hear from Hutchison when they had to both sit out until they returned, right? Garrett Temple in training camp. So we talked to Garrett. D- did he talk to the media while he was still Garrett in the... Garrett co- Temple did a Zoom
1: with Bulls reporters from his hotel room or whatever, um, having come to Chicago but had to quarantine because he had COVID when he got here and he volunteered that information while he was doing a Zoom session with Bulls reporters.
2: Hmm. Interesting. Um, the best thing I can say, man, is it's unfortunate timing. And, you know, the only other example I can really give of a player being frustrated by these protocols and us not really knowing whether or not they tested positive clearly was Kevin Durant back at the start of March. Right. Right that he came into contact with somebody and mm-hmm. had to spend two weeks out. I right. can see why that's frustrating, and I can see why it's frustrating for Zach, too, but I guess we'll have to wait and see in, in, in from his words, right? From his words, what happened, what's going on, why are you frustrated? Until we hear that, we get, like, vague tweets, and I don't know. Like, from the perspective of me, I can understand Zach's frustration, but... The thing to me is, don't you just let speculation run wild now for the next week? Or maybe that's what you wanted to do to pressure the NBA to say, hey, tell them why I'm sitting out. I don't know, man.
1: Yeah, well, and I like the the thing that is the other element to this that makes it really confusing and wondering, is Zach sitting out and frustrated because he didn't even have covid? He was just in contact with somebody who did a friend, a family member, you know, his fiance, who, whoever it might have been. Because if that's the case, then I could clearly see Zach saying, this is this BS. Why am I sitting on the sidelines for two weeks? I didn't even have COVID. I didn't catch COVID from the person I know who had COVID. Like, what are we doing here? Because if you recall earlier on this season, when, as you mentioned, a couple of the Bulls did test positive, other teammates who had lockers next to their next to theirs or like was riding on the same team bus as theirs or whatever had to be held out also for a shorter amount of time from the people who had actually contracted it. But doesn't it stand to reason then that if Zach actually had contracted COVID himself, at least one of his teammates would be out for contact tracing purposes because that's what happened last time. What what are the odds of Zach getting COVID and none of his teammates needing to be held out for contact tracing for at least the contact tracing portion? That makes
2: no sense. It's a good point, man. I'm I'm like, as you're saying this, I'm trying to think through this as well because I didn't think about it as hard. Like I saw his tweet yesterday. I didn't think much of it. I was like, okay, he's probably just pissed because he can't come back and play. Frustrated with this Bulls team right now, but I don't know, man. Let me ask you this. One final thing, and I guess to kind of wrap it up, I was just like, he, him and KD are the only two that I've really seen clearly frustrated. And for Zach, it means missing the playoffs and something that you worked your fucking ass off to do. Not mm-hmm. only dur- not only this season, man, but during the entire shutdown of last year, he worked his ass off and came back and was an even better player, Not now just to get it ripped away from you right at the end, like the last three or four weeks. It's really unfortunate. Let me ask you this, though. Had Zach played, like, been fully healthy throughout this time and say he plays through the rest of the season the way he was playing, do you think Zach Levine makes an all-NBA team? Ooh,
1: um, I would say probably not. Maybe it depends on if the Bulls actually made themselves, like, punched a playoff ticket, at least in the play-in. And as you said, he continued to play at that level because upon Buc's arrival and Zach playing through a nagging bad ankle, his stats had started to taper off a little bit. But I think Zach was like, hey man, I I don't if I don't have to score 35 a night, that's good, great. I'm all I'm all about that. Right. So if you know, if if his efficiency stayed where it was and he was still putting up numbers that made his final season stats. Something in that 28, 5, and 5 range with the efficiency from the field that he had and the and he led the Bulls to the first playoff first since the the Jimmy teardown, that might garner some more votes from those who get votes on the national NBA media spectrum. But at the same time, there are a lot of star guards in this league. And, and you know, unlike Eastern Conference, where all right, Zach got selected by coaches as a reserve. We got to see how his fellow players respect him with the way that the player votes panned out. Um, Getting selected above several players in the, you know, captain versus captain all-star draft itself. I feel like when it comes down to who has votes, he probably, because of the Bulls being a team that still gets very little national attention, would have fallen short. What about you?
2: I think if you would have asked it the same way I did, kind of just sprung on, it, sprung, sprung it on you, I would have said immediately, mm, probably not. I just looked at his stats, though, man. Now I'm doing the same thing you are, is like, yeah, maybe he would have actually. Where do you think Zach Levine sits right now in terms of scoring without playing right now? Uh,
1: top ranking, ranking in the league? Yes. I would. Points last I checked, at last I checked, points per game, he had fallen to like seventh or eighth. And that was maybe a couple of games before he sat out. Um, so I would say, I don't know, probably eighth or ninth.
2: Yeah, he's still sitting seventh at 27 and a half points per game. Yeah. Here, here's your top 10 right now. And I'll leave it at this because I ask that and maybe we can talk about it in a couple of weeks when get closer to the awards. But I just asked that question for a couple of reasons. We'll talk about it once the season's over. But Bradley Beal, number one, Steph Curry, Joel Embiid, Luka Doncic, Giannis. Damian Lillard, Zach Levine, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, Zion Williamson. That's your top 10 scores right now for the season. You look at his efficiency numbers like we've talked about, and I know it feels weird because it feels like Zach hasn't played forever, but his efficiency numbers have skyrocketed across the board this entire season, so... I think there is a conversation to be had about talking about him, especially if they punch the playoff ticket, about him maybe potentially making that third team All-NBA. But maybe I'm I'm crazy. Maybe maybe I'm wild and Bulls fans out there are thinking, uh, how in the hell do you guys think that he would even have a shot at it? Um, But I would like to get people's reaction. 331-979-1369. Drop us your text, your voicemails, anything you got for us. Think about that question as we talk about it. Has Zach Levine played a full season? Not having to sit out these three weeks, would he would he be in consideration for an all, all-NBA nod? Let us know your thoughts. 331-979-1369. For Matt Peck, I'm Jordan Malley, Bulls Nation. Have a wonderful day. Be back tomorrow with a fresh episode. For Jordan and Matt, we are out. Deuces.
0: Locked on Bulls, a show for the most passionate fan base in the NBA. Hosts Jordan Malley and Matt Peck dive into the best Bulls news and stories around the NBA. For more content and to stay up to
1: date, head over to LockedOnBulls.com. Thanks a lot.